0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Wonderful Scientist Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Nyakeri, and today I have, is it David, right?
1: It's actually David.
0: Yeah, David, right?
1: David, yes.
0: Yeah, David Hanak. Right?
1: Hi everybody, yes.
0: Welcome to the show. Yeah, that's um, correct, yeah. Kindly <laughs> introduce yourself.
1: Sure. Hi hi everybody, I'm David Hanak, uh, and I carry lots of hearts actually, but... If you were to describe describe me, Hmm. I'm helping early career researchers as a career success coach at Motivated Mm -hmm. Academic, Mm -hmm. and at the same time, I'm a senior lecturer at Cranfield University.
0: Interesting. Just a minute. I forgot my charger. (laughs) That's right. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: So you said you you coach I, can you explain more?
1: Yeah so uh so this is something that I started doing two years ago when the pandemic hit and uh, we came up with the idea to support other researchers mm. uh, with with our expertise basically. so it's me and my wife Magda who actually are doing this. Uh, so what we are helping our students or kind of mentees with is basically communication, trying to write papers, write proposals, uh, and becoming a better academics. Mm-hmm. Uh, base, base, basically, this is the kind of the outlet where I can share some of the experiences I had as the early career researcher and academic, and uh, trying to help out others uh, with, you know, sharing my experience. Because what's the point of going through the experience if you don't share it later on, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we do a lots of different things. Um, happy to share some resources later on if if that helps.
0: Sure, that would be nice. What's the the full name of your wife?
1: Oh, it's uh, Magdalena Hanak.
0: Oh, Magdalena Hanak. Yes. oh Awesome. I like that. <laughs> She's also a scientist. I'm I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, she's she's more into graphical design, marketing, these mm. sort of things. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, okay. We kind of uh, blend with a different background. Oh. Yeah, a blend of academic and business. That's what we try to kind of uh, use uh, to help others.
0: Oh, all right. Is there a place where people can get you with uh, this?
1: Um yeah, so basically, we've got a website and a knowledge hub. So our website is uh, motivatedacademic dot com, uh, okay. and from there you can get to to the to the resources that we're putting uh, we we're putting on. Uh, we we have a lot, lots of blogs on, on our website. We've got some courses and we've got some uh, academic talks, inspirational talks for, mm. for researchers as well. Uh, and we also kind of run a number of webinars from time to time. Mm. Uh, which are free to attend so uh, people can actually join up and, and ask any questions they want about writing papers, time management, you know, communication, mm. these sort of things.
0: Oh, okay. I like it. It's it's nice. I'm sure this this will help people because this, this is one of the struggles that people have, especially the writing part of science. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like you're solving an actual problem that... I, I love that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what about your teaching? Can you explain more what, what you do apart from that?
1: Uh, right. So in addition to, to doing this, uh, I'm a senior lecturer at Cranfield University, which where I basically teach an engineering subject. I'm in nearby training. Uh, okay. So my background is chemical slash process slash environmental engineering. Mm-hmm. And I do teach a number of engineering courses in process design. And mm. economics, which is quite funny actually, mm. um, and we do we do teach at a number of other universities as well. So over times, uh, over the time, I was teaching at Cranfield, of course, which is my main university. Mm. But then we develop partnerships with the Muscat University and Jiangsu University as well.
0: Mm. Uh, so
1: this is kind of the teaching job that I do. Uh, I, I say our teaching is a little bit different than conventional, mostly because we just want we just do postgraduate teaching, so master level and mm. PhD level. Mm. Uh, so it, it's more applied, uh, mostly because we work quite a lot of it with with industry. Uh, so my take on teaching is really applied. So it's not like theory-based, mm-hmm. if, if you know what I mean. It's yeah,
0: like more not, like project-based teaching. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, it's more project-based, uh, case study-based. And it's both... For motivator academic and not and crampy, I do uh project based teaching because I believe you have to learn and then you have to implement. Yeah. To get the results actually.
0: I love that. I wish I wish <laughs> since I was young, like I'm just wondering I'm just thinking in my head, like since I was, you know, um a younger kid, I wish the the edu- education system was like that. Like it's more practical than just it's not just theory they give the actual yes. you know give a, give you a project work on it because it wasn't it wasn't like that for me i love that i love yeah, that. it uh-huh.
1: wasn't like this for me as well and i did struggle a lot mm. um, with the conversion from say i know how 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 to do that theoretically but how do you how do i actually do it right yeah, that was yeah. always the question how do i do it
0: mm. so which you which uh, so where are you located right now
1: I'm currently in the UK, mm. uh, so Cranfield is in a kind of weird place because not not many people heard about Cranfield. But we are literally in between Oxford and Cambridge. Okay, literally in between. Mm. So we are on the on the Oxford Cambridge arc. Um, so yeah, Cambridge and Oxford
0: is so loud that you guys are not heard of.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's so known that not not many people hear about us. But we mm. do pretty cool things. Okay. That's great. And you mentioned something about China. Yeah. So uh, as I m- mentioned, uh, we I do teach the same subjects for engineering and economic courses in Changsha, uh, China in Jiangsu. Hmm. Uh, so that is a partnership that we've developed with, uh, with Jiangsu University. Uh, we basically helped to set up a new university in China. Oh, uh, and wow. we kind of transferring some of our master courses over there and PhD courses over there as well.
0: So is this uh, in person? That's
1: pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, it sounds exciting. Um,
1: so right now it's it's virtual. Right now it's virtual. Okay. But I guess the plan is to go over there probably next year.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, how did you get here? How Tell us the journey that you got you here. Like mm-hmm. from, I don't know where you would want to start, but tell us how this whole right. thing started.
1: Right. Um, so I guess the, the whole thing started when... I was uh, kind of wondering what what was going on with my career, doing my masters, doing my first masters. Uh, Not, originally um, I'm from Poland. David, oh, let's yes. go
0: back, back, back to like I don't know. I asked that question strangely. Let's go back uh-huh. to your childhood or earlier before right. getting to university. How did that getting to okay. science even before come up? that? Yes.
1: Oh, okay. Um, where, where did you grow so up? It's yeah. So that is really interesting, actually. Uh, so I, I am originally from Poland. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, strangely enough, I wasn't very good at school when I was uh, in my primary school, middle school. I wasn't interested, you know. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. I Why? did
1: pass for everything. I wasn't interested in maths, in, mm-hmm. in science, and everything. Uh, Why I was Poland? More into sports. Exactly. That's quite funny. Uh, so Poland is is. Uh, we're in Poland, um, so that's south of Poland, near Krakow in Katowice. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm basically from. Okay,
0: um, so you like sports yeah. more than education?
1: Yeah, I it kind of uh, got me into. I, I was a pretty good volleyball player, player, mm-hmm. and during the in, in the primary school, we actually went to a in the country in terms of the volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we went to a National level, uh national ch- ch- championship, yeah, uh, mm. level. Mm. Uh, then that kind of continues through my secondary school as well, mm. then high school as well. Mm-hmm. uh But then I guess it was during one of the trainings in in, in high school when I kind of had—I I don't want to say revelation—but then I just realized I I cannot keep keep doing this for the rest of my life.
0: Mm.
1: Um, so I have, have, have to, to decide. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you get an injury or something, right, then oh, you're done, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and you volleyball. You've got yeah, we volleyball. You've got so many variable things and so many opportunities to to get you injured yourself. Mm, um, yeah. So I think at that that point, it was a kind of revelation where I I had to choose something. Okay. And I did enjoy chemistry at that point. Uh, okay, during, let's go
0: back high first. School. Um, yeah. How, <laughs> I would like to know what, because I'm, I'm from Kenya, right? And I don't mm-hmm. know the education system in Poland and I'm interested mm-hmm. to know that. Could you take me through right. once you're, you know, after your parents decide you go to school, what, mm-hmm. what happens there? Like, take me through the education system of Poland.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's it's been changed since I, mm-hmm. I, I took, did my education. But when I was doing that, yeah. uh, we used to have Six years of primary school, mm-hmm. so you go through one to three, is usually the initial formation time, uh, where you focus on the basics, writing, maths, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of physics, I think maybe physics later on, but hmm. you know, uh, this art subjects. So they do all of this kind of high spectrum, mm-hmm. um, and then in the fourth to sixth year, you do more. Advanced stuff. I don't want to say advanced. Advanced for children this mm. this age. So mm-hmm. it, it's more about um, it's more about physics, biology. You know, all of those high school really? subjects. Biology. Yeah. So we biology as well. Yeah. Okay. So up until so it, it, this education in Poland is a little bit different than, for example, in the UK because mm. you you don't specialize until you are in high school. Okay. So one to six is general knowledge, mm. wide spectrum, mm. then in, so it's a six years, then mm. you go into kind of secondary school or gymnasium. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is three years, which is, again, not that much of, a spe- not, not not specialized. So mm-hmm. you do generic subjects at high level. Mm. Uh, again, all of those maths, history, mm. uh, society, science, mm. physics, chemistry, all of this. Mm-hmm. um but i did kind of got into a class or or kind of a program that was again sports um heavy so mm-hmm. we in addition to doing all these subjects as mm-hmm. other kids mm-hmm. um we we did like two hours of pe a day so it was mm-hmm. two hours training a day mm-hmm. and that was volleyball and basketball again mm-hmm. so that's three years and after that that Se- secondary school, mm. so when you're, I guess, about 16, you go into the high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school at that time was three years again. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, you can specialize. So you can mm-hmm. either go to more technical high school mm-hmm. or you can go to more gener- general high school. Kind of, uh, over- so that you develop more overall knowledge. Mm. It, yeah, It's more arts, yeah. Uh, so I went to the, the general one. But with the focus on maths, geography and chemistry mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's that's where when I actually started a thinking about yeah, chemistry. Like for chemistry and climate change and uh, kind of uh, all of those subjects. Yeah.
0: There was climate so change as a subject.
1: It was within a chemistry, oddly oh, enough. Oh, <laughs>
0: that's yeah. weird. So, you
1: know, as a part of yeah it is as the carbon cycle all of this oh, yeah. chemistry class yeah, yeah. that
0: yeah. makes sense that makes sense yeah so now this is when you decide that you need a, a you need to, to be good at something in school yes. so that you can yeah. have a career that doesn't depend on you getting injuries
1: exactly exactly uh-huh. that was that was exactly then when i decided yeah
0: okay my engineering <laughs> uh huh T- tell us more. Right. What what so happened was, after that?
1: Yeah. So, um, that was quite strange actually, because, um, mm. uh, you know, all, all, it was, I think, first or second year on my high school and I actually decided to focus on the chemistry more mm-hmm. uh, because I kind of liked it for some reason. Mm. Um, it, it felt only appealing and the climate change issue, uh, I, it kind of gave me a purpose uh, mm-hmm. to follow through with, with my education. Mm. Uh, so then I kind of looked at what else I can do, what are the I, uh, areas that that will be pretty hot in nature, mm. and that's how I, came up, I came, came up with the idea to actually do masters, or oh, bachelors first, mm. in environmental engineering, but mm-hmm. also in energy engineering, mm-hmm. uh, so a kind of combination of both environmental and energy engineering.
0: How did you know um, about this courses?
1: Uh, that was, so I was looking at the universities that are close to home. Mm. Uh, and uh, there was one particular course because there's another story there. Mm-hmm. Um, so all all the education in Poland is in Polish, right? Yeah. Uh, but I kind of realized that if I am to make an impact, I need to learn English pretty good. Of course, we did have English during the, all from, I think, from the primary school. Mm-hmm. We did learn English, but... You know, you learn it, but then you don't use it. So you're not pretty confident. Yeah, in, because in you don't using, practice it. Right? You don't practice it, right? You don't have to do it, use it on a daily basis. That's the problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so there was one particular program at that university, which, which was integrated program, uh, environmental and energy engineering. But it was delivered in English, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the reasons why I you went into that. energy and chose that specific program, so that I forced myself actually to in english. english why
0: why why did you um wh- why did you want to like how did you know that you needed to learn english to make an impact because uh, you're 19 just, uh, at this point
1: uh, I, I was 18 19 at that point
0: Yeah. Yes. so how yeah. did you know that
1: uh, it, it I, I, it was just a feeling, to be honest. Uh, that I I have to, I have to learn another language because oh. I, I I mean if I'm talking to people in my country in mm. Poland that's but then if I am to go outside uh, to speak to other people I still need to learn English mm. and I'm not a fan of you know going to a language courses mm-hmm. because you uh, again. You can see, I when when I was in my primary school and secondary school, mm. I didn't have a purpose yeah. or a reason to learn something. So I preferred sports. Mm. Uh, and then in the high school, I kind of got interested in climate change. And that's why I kind of focus on learning more. Mm. So I guess the same with English. Uh, I don't see a reason for going into a class uh, and just learning English for the sake of learning English. Mm. I needed to have a purpose. Um, okay. So that's... I guess that that was the reason why I chose this program as well.
0: So how was it like doing the course in, for your bachelor's?
1: Uh, it was an uh, interesting experience at the very beginning because mm-hmm. uh, at that time my English wasn't very good. So mm. I, I I spent a lot of time trying to understand and learn Uh, actually the technical vocabulary because N has its own vocabulary. Mm. Uh, So I I actually got uh, kind of the dictionary, which is technical dictionary so that I can understand what the textbook was saying. Mm. Uh, But gradually as I passed through semester after semester, it became easier and easier. Um, The first couple of months, a couple of semesters were quite difficult because Mm. it was fairly Technical. Well, I mean, it was technical engineering course. Yeah. Uh, so it was all you know, advanced maths, advanced physics, mm-hmm. uh, advanced thermodynamics. Uh, so it's all new, uh, but yeah, passed through with flying colors. So. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the determination that you had to you know get this figured out, that made you excel. Yes. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly uh it was just a purpose so if if i were to t- if I were to tell anyone uh how to improve themselves or how to how to uh succeed in their careers, mm. you need to know why you're doing this in the first place
0: yeah yeah is what what happened was there a gap between high school and university
1: no there wasn't uh I'm straight through the university so from high school to university i how- did yeah gap basically
0: how oh sorry no worries how, how did you like how is the how do people get into university like is there like could you take me through that is there a way is mm-hmm. there funding is there is it personal how do you choose right. subjects like what's the criteria things, things mm-hmm. like that
1: right so when when I was um so of course when, when I was doing that that was that might have been a little bit different than now but uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was doing my application for the university of course after high school you've got like a national exam mm-hmm. so you've got you've got like a A levels in the UK it's like a exam after your high school mm. and you select the number of subjects that you have you you want to spe- specialize in Mm. And so, of course, you have to do English and Polish mm-hmm. as language. Mm-hmm. So that was the compulsory one. Mm-hmm. And then he, at, at that time, I could select one more subject mm-hmm. or as many as I wanted, basically. right? But, but I just, just decided to do advanced chemistry as mm-hmm. a subject for my um, for my uh, mature, mature exam or A-level exam equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that selection then... Helps you to get to the um, to the university. So each university will have a list of criteria mm.
0: uh,
1: they uh, they accept. So they will look at that national exam scores, mm-hmm. uh, and based on that scores, they will either let you in or not. Uh, okay. And then at that time, they also had limits per class. So mm-hmm. there was um, each course had a specific number of students they could accept. Um, like how many on the on the course. Uh, so it depends on the course. So it was mm. between twenty to a hundred. Okay? Oh, okay. In many cases, so some larger courses accepted hundred or five hundred of hundred fifty students.
0: Mm, mm. Oh.
1: The the thing is, mm. education in Poland is is free, right? So you don't oh. pay a fee for university, at least for the first degree, right? So if you do your first degree, oh. uh, like I mean, the first and second degree. It's mm. it's free, but if you want to do additional specialization, I believe you need to pay for that.
0: Oh, okay, that's interesting. Wow, I love that.
1: So, it's like government is funding the first first five years of our higher education. That's oh. how they do it right now. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I think government pays universities to actually deliver higher education. So that's why they have limits.
0: Mm. Um, and
1: then you apply. So you basically send your uh, CV, send your cover letter, mm. uh, statement of purpose, the marks from your mature exam or your uh, national exam. Mm. Um, and then they, of course, do a selection process. There is no interview at that mm. point. Um, and what they do is either they... When I was doing... But when I was applying, they basically put a list on the door of the building. Mm. So I remember coming with my parents uh, to to uh, to the university, actually checking whether I got in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was uh, actually, I was the first on the list. Wow. <laughs> so that was quite interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Not sure how,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm? It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yes.
0: <laughs> so what happened... After you because you said you 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 excelled in your university, right? Mm-hmm. So, what yes, happened after yeah. that? Immediately after that, did you after consider my going to, yeah, after university, did you consider going to oh, the workspace?
1: Um, so actually, during my bachelor's, I did six years, six months, or nine months, uh, kind of an internship as a sales consultant. Uh, so my background, so why my my, my Studies were in solar energy as well, in those kind of renewable energy. Mm-hmm. So I did mm-hmm. did got in touch with a company that actually sold solar panels in Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I worked for them for like nine months or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't like doing this thing. Right? Why? Like, it felt, at some point, it felt repetitive. It felt uh, boring, right? Yeah. I had so many different routine. ideas at that time that I could, yeah, routine, Kind of killed it.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. uh, so you had different ideas. I had different ideas, mm. um, and at that point of time, it was, I think, my the first year of my masters when one of the professors asked me to go for an Erasmus exchange. Uh, so that is exchange between two European countries, uh, where I would go to another country to do my masters, basically. Um, so that's how I end up in Cranfield, actually. Right? So I did my uh, I did my uh, Erasmus program at Cranfield, got my double degree, and stayed ever since.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh my god! These guys, what are they doing? Can you hear that noise?
1: <laughs> a, a little bit, yeah. Is that the goats?
0: I don't know what's happening. I can't see from where I'm seated. All right. They're making noise. <laughs>
1: That's fine.
0: Okay, so what's the spelling? Crow?
1: E- Erasmus. It's like the. No, no, the yeah, Crow,
0: I, the university.
1: Oh, Cranfield. So it's uh, Cranfield. It's, like c- C-R-A- oh, okay. it's like CRANFIELD. Oh, okay. It's like C R A N F I E L D. Oh, yeah, I've seen uh, this name. I can send you a link later on if that helps. Yeah,
0: I've seen it's the name somewhere. Strange
1: name. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's yeah, we, uh, we get
1: lots of uh, we get lots of students actually from uh, Kenya and Nigeria. Oh,
0: so, yeah. Yeah. now I see why. I've Got some seen of my it. best
1: students actually from last year, so
0: oh, yeah, really happy
1: with that. Yes, yeah.
0: From from Nigeria or Kenya?
1: From, from Kenya. <laughs> oh, also, awesome. yeah, amazing.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um Cronfield. So when what happened? Okay, which which masters first did you apply to?
1: So um I as uh, so my background as I mentioned this was energy engineering. Yeah. Uh, so that was more focused on Enver-
0: environmental how you, engineering how you,
1: it was engi- environmental engineering as well but foc- mm. we focus on
0: energy low
1: carbon okay. electricity production how do you okay. produce energy uh with low carbon space Oh climate so change. The, climate change yeah. and energy production yes mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. So The masters that I chose at Cranfield were in carbon capture and transport, Mm. Mm -hmm. which basically meant how do we take carbon dioxide from the flue gases Mm. uh, or from the air and how do we turn that into something useful. Mm. Uh, So that was one year masters Mm. uh, as a part of my kind of double degree uh, program.
0: Double degree? There's another one that you
1: were doing. So my double degree, so that was. I did my master's in Poland and mm-hmm. at Cranfield at the same time. So I got two degrees
0: oh, at the same time. Oh, so the exchange program, that's what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, which that's e- the
1: exchange program. Yes.
0: So the in uh, in Poland, that was the Erasmus uh, University or that's Erasmus. just the Erasmus? Okay. All right. Oh.
1: as so... the Erasmus program. Okay. Yeah. Which... which the EU funded program.
0: Oh, okay. Which, um, which, prog- which master's did you do the other side?
1: Poland? So at Krampio I did uh, carbon capture transport. At, in Poland it mm. was uh, power engineering.
0: Wait, what was the project
1: in power engineering? Uh, you mean project? Yeah like, which project? Is that you my work masters?
0: On? Yes for your masters. Uh,
1: during my masters. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so during my masters I was actually designing a carbon capture plant for a coal-fired plant in Poland uh mostly because Poland has so much coal and they keep using that for electricity production mm-hmm. so it was kind of in- interesting to see how they can decarbonize and uh, so basically i did a design of a carbon capture plant for for a specific plant layout
0: oh so there was a plant that you used as a case study so you was a there. case study
1: exactly and you um, then yeah.
0: designed uh, equipment
1: yeah, it was more like a design of the equipment, yes. Uh um, I didn't go there, but I um, got some data from okay. some, some of my colleagues.
0: Yeah. Oh, all right. So it was the same project for the two programs.
1: Exactly, same project for two programs.
0: Okay. Oh, um, okay. That's so
1: interesting. So you have two easier. masters. I have uh yeah, I have three masters actually. <laughs> That's uh I guess okay, another but, story.
0: <laughs> but for for this one it was two masters, right?
1: Yeah, there was double. Ma- yeah, double degree, two double. masters, one okay. from Cranfield, one from Taiwan University of Technology.
0: How long did it take you?
1: Um, so, masters in Poland is one and a half year for engineering. Mm. Masters in the UK is one year. Mm. So, in total, one and a half years. I did six months in Poland, and mm. then I went to uh, to Cranfield for one
0: year. Okay, for so one year. so what happens when you finish the two, the double degree?
1: Um, so when when I was doing my masters towards the end, mm-hmm. my supervisor kind of kind of seen that I've got a research potential, so mm-hmm. they wanted me to publish my my master thesis, which we did later on. And uh, at that time, they actually offered me a PhD scholarship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which which uh, was quite interesting. I at that point of time I haven't thought about doing PhD even, uh,
0: yeah. uh,
1: or even going to academia but mm. I wanted to do research but didn't know whether that would be industrial research or, or academic to... research yeah um, so the offer from the PhD it wasn't something I was looking for mm-hmm. uh, at that time mm. my plan was to take some time off and mm. think about what to do next Okay. But since that opportunity came in, mm. I kind of used it and, mm. and got onto the PhD program after that. So straight after that, PhD program.
0: Mm, okay.
1: So it was, yeah.
0: Which PhD? Tell us more about the PhD, what project What it was and all that.
1: So it was kind of a follow-up of my of my master thesis, yeah. uh, really. Uh, so my PhD was in energy mm-hmm. uh, and carbon capture storage. Mm. So, I was looking at uh, the title, don't remember off the top of my head, but that was uh, Efficient Improvements in Carbon Capture Plants for Coal Fired Plants. So, basically, the the aim for that was Mm. to reduce energy intensity of carbon capture, reduce energy, improve energy efficiency of carbon capture plants Mm. by looking at new new materials, new solvents, new sorbents, Mm. uh, doing new process designs. Um, it was quite quite a good time, to be honest. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, so it was more of optimization? Po- of course optimization. there were challenges. Yeah, It was more optimization oh. and design uh, PhD, yes.
0: Oh, okay. You quite enjoyed it. Why?
1: I enjoyed it because I could put my ideas into practice. Okay. Uh, so basically, it was... So the PhD I, I did, and uh, I think that was... Really, because of my supervisor, he gave me so much flexibility mm. uh, and this is something I needed. Not not many people like flexibility because they yeah. don't know where to go. Cool. They yeah. don't know how to handle the project. Yeah. Uh, but I liked it because I kind of like to try things myself. Mm. Um, and basically I designed the project, developed the case studies that I want to evaluate, mm. uh, develop all the models, uh, mm. wrote papers and all mm. of this stuff. So. I can say that, of course, I had support from my students, but uh, it was me who actually driven this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what I expect from my PhD students now. So but I think we'll get to that. I enjoyed it because, mm-hmm. uh, well, it it was something I could just focus on research. It was amazing because uh, I could just, every day, I could just get in new concepts, uh, mm-hmm. write some papers mm-hmm. uh, and just focus on that. And developing my skills, of course. So How long? So it was three years, two and a half years of mm. uh, actually continuous improvement. Two,
0: two, two, so you did your PhD in two and a half years?
1: Yes. Yeah, so two and a half, yeah, two two years, six months between my uh, first day and the time I submitted my thesis. Wow.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <was> cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I, I must say that I did my thesis by papers that may have sp- I kind of uh, make things a little what? bit quicker than what usual so my, my my PhD thesis is a collection of uh, nine papers that I published uh-huh. in my PhD so it's not conventional manuscript type of thesis where uh-huh. you have you know introduction uh, literature review methodology and then research chapters uh-huh. uh, my thesis was introduction and then it was a P-plus. review paper eight. Research papers and then a general discussion that collects everything. So it was like uh, I, I was writing as well I was uh, as I well was going through my PhD and mm. publishing my work, uh, uh, which made it easier at the end to do. put the thesis together. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I guess it's it's down to people realizing what they want to do after the PhD, right? Mm-hmm. Each each time you start a new level, you need to think about what's next. Uh, and how you can better prepare for that. So I mm-hmm. realized if I'm going to go into the academia, I need to I need to publish papers. I need to mm-hmm. learn how to publish papers mm-hmm. because, uh, well, still papers are seen as uh, something that that reflects your track record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the day, you do have to communicate your science with all this, uh, yeah. which is uh, one of the main reasons why we do papers. So I during my PhD, I, I decided I need to master this as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, So that was the main reason why I I published quite a lot, yeah.